0: Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weightloss. That's PlushCare.com slash weightloss. PlushCare.com slash weightloss. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging.
1: Yeah, sometimes you'd go back to your motel when you started and just start screaming, I hate you, I hate you. What's wrong with you, Jess? Like, you're not ready for this, you're shit.
0: Jess Eva, who's finally landed her dream job on Triple M Sydney's breakfast show with Lawrence, the Moon Man, Mooney. It's one of the most prestigious jobs in the Australian entertainment industry. And while a lot of people mistakenly assumed that Jess landed it because she was on the block, she'd actually been grinding away trying to work her way up through regional radio for 15 years. And it is a grind, believe me. Or better yet, Believe Jess, she's about to tell you all about it. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. Luckily, Jess Eva is a curious type. As you'll discover, she's always researching and she's definitely no snob when it comes to where she gets her tips for improving her mental health.
1: So Michelle, I reckon the last year and a half has been really challenging only because I've had such a drastic life change. So I've been doing the regional radio circuit for 15 years and for 15 years I've been told no, 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 you're not good enough, you know, it's not your turn, wait your turn for your break or whatever. Then you get on a reality TV show and then all of a sudden all these yeses start to come your way and... You get really confused with how the world works because you know, you're like, I was I was I not good a year ago, but now I'm okay. You're reading social media commentary on yourself that is, you know, ninety percent positive, but you only remember that ten percent. And you start to have all these identity issues, and especially starting radio in Sydney and people casting a judgmental eye over you. Are you good enough for Sydney? There's a new show. Is it going to fail? You've taken over a show that's ten years old. All of a sudden, all those narratives that we've told ourselves since we were five years old that we're not good enough start to really get up and boil and start to you know all of a sudden come into light and for me I had to really work out whether or not to believe those negative thoughts about myself or try and research into a way to understand them to see whether or not my brain was lying to me or whether or not it was something that was factual. Had a lot of support from people that are in, the, in the industry and people that I know, but there was a lot of social media saying, "Oh, another bloody reality TV star taking our jobs. Who is she? I've never heard of her before." And I thought, "Oh, I've been to seven different markets. I've been working twelve hours a day. I've been hustling for years. So for me, it was it, it was feeling not worthy of that job, and and believing that commentary from." I suppose, to a degree, some of my radio peers that I'd never met before um, was really confronting. I applied for afters Australian Film Television Radio School, got rejected. So I got a job in Musselbrook selling advertising. And every day um, after work, I would record a demo, record it onto a CD and put it on the boss's desk every day for six months until he gave me, I think it was like a one-hour music shift and a cruiser driving shift Uh, and then after doing that for about three or four months the program director who I'm still great friends with to this day sat me down and said I just don't think you've got what it takes and so I'm not going to give you this new night show that's opened up we're going to give it to another kid that's just come out of school I hustled my way and got a breakfast radio show in Lentico instead um, because I just thought nah I'm not taking you know as an answer I reckon I just want to have a I want a chance to see if I'm if I'm going to be okay, so I um, left Muscle Brook after a year and got a job as a promotions manager and breakfast announcer. So I'd start work at four o'clock in the morning, produce all your own content, be on air, talk to the program director, and I'll tell you, you know what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right. Work on the show till eleven, then from eleven till quarter to six, seven o'clock at night, I would be a promotions manager for Bendigo, and I did that for four years. It got me into the industry, you know, and I and at that point the love for radio, and I think every regional radio announcer in the country will know that we love the media and we work really hard at it and sometimes we feel undervalued or we don't feel faint. But what I've learned over the last 15 years, and if you are in regional radio or you are in media or you're in any industry whatsoever, is We need to find the validation within ourselves, and that's something that I lacked. For I I leant on other people's opinions for a very long time to define how I felt, and. I have developed a, a strategy I create my own narrative of myself and I don't use other people's opinions of me to create my own narrative because the people that make you feel invaluable are grossly unqualified to talk about who you are and your worth as a person and you don't know their journey leading up to their point they might be feeling insecure about something and projecting or they might be you know th- they, they might not see something that you see. The only person that can define your self-worth is you, but it's taken me till I'm 30, bloody six to realize it. I started researching into it, and the more I researched, the more I realized a couple of things, and especially when I came to Sydney. It was time to sink or swim. I could let my self-hatred eat me alive, and you would. When you started Sydney Ready, you would go to the working with such a higher level of skill set that had been in Metro Radio for so long, you know, sometimes you'd go back to your motel when you started and just start screaming, I hate you, I hate you. What's wrong with you, Jess? Like, you're not ready for this. You're shit. And so I researched into two things. One is no baby is born hating themselves. So it is a it's a bad habit that we develop. And and so when we learn that habit, it gets worse and worse and worse as we get older. And that's something physical that's in our brain. It's a neurological pathway of any habit. But in this particular instance, for me, it was a habit of self-hatred. So there's this thing called a mental cleanse. And what it does is it's for seven days straight, every time you think about something negative about yourself or someone else, you don't entertain it. You snap out of it and you might have to snap out of it 10,000 times a day. But because it's a physical neurological pathway in your brain, a bit like the scab that's on your body, the body will identify that something is dying within you. So it will overload you with negativity. You'll have an overdose of it. So It might take months for you to be able to snap yourself out of it for seven days in a row. But by developing that, I was able to develop a more positive train of thought and I was able to create a neurological pathway that saw the positive side, the self-empowering side, the self-loving side. And when someone tells you that was shit, you then emotionally have the availability to logically weigh it up to see if that's someone's opinion or if that's something that you're able to to digest and improve from. So it gives you a bit more of a logical sense of thinking. And that technique alone saved me, I reckon. Found it in a pamphlet and a laundromat. <laughs> yes, yes, promise. We had, a lot, we had a washing machine that um, caught on fire while we were using it. And um, it was so good. Was one of their recalled models and that they gave us a new washing machine. And, um, and so while I was getting my clothes washed while I was waiting for my new washing machine, that was there, and I was like, Oh, you bloody beauty. Like, that's fantastic. I'll thrive, and it worked. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone cheap, cheerful, and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator. Hi,
1: I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.